Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! If you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning on and it's on fire, man, that's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. <laughs> I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so, ah, and ah. you're looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own thing, and you're like, help me, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is, and I predict a lot of fun here in Hour 2 of the RP Show. It's brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. There's a lot of moose talk here today. How are you, moose? I am really good. What do you got going on on your phone there? I'm just taking care of business. Morgan needs some things. And How's Morgan doing, by the way? She's fantastic. That's good. Um, by the way, I, Cooper Campbell watching from Mississippi. As I said, he's a football guy. He said, your riders are doing great, Rod. And as I said, they're not my riders anymore, although I did watch the game and I thoroughly enjoyed it. They beat Ottawa 23-10 to 10 on Saturday, but the viewers are writing in. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, from Chris Bird in Toronto, the Argos are Rod's team. <laughs> the General in Calgary writes in and says, yeah, Rod's new team is Winnipeg. See? Yeah. So I fairly successfully changed that a little bit. Although Jeff uh, Kabilis in Winnipeg says Rod will forever be connected to the Riders for life. And that's probably true. True, too. Of course. 20 years with one of the most iconic pro football franchises on the continent. You don't want to turn your back on that. But I still, I'm, you know, cheering for every team. So, by the way, with regards to, well, a couple things. One, John Kirby in Edmonton, I don't know what your deal is. You guys like 13 straight text messages here. You got to put your phone down and stand down, dude. He's on a COVID tear. Today. Is there like one underlying message that can just sum them all up? Uh, he wants our opinion on every league. And, and he's trying to inform us on every league. And we'll get to that. But just one text a day will do it. Uh, so Robert from Winnipeg writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line from the 204. And it's for those that have just joined us, I just related a story that a moose hit my car. Which in this province wouldn't normally be that abnormal. But the fact that it was at the corner of Victoria Avenue and Halifax Street is very abnormal, right? It's right in the middle of the city. So Robert of Winnipeg writes in and says, Hi, Rod, I hope the moose was okay. Similar thing happened before a banjo bowl in Winnipeg three years ago. Roads were blocked off and no one was allowed to leave their cars to go into IG Field because of a moose. Not Darren. On the loose, on the University of Manitoba grounds. Which reminds me... I was talking on the weekend about this, Darren. That barn that we were forced to park beside oh. was the most horrific stench of my life. <laughs> and we paid for in, it. In Winnipeg. 
outside IG Field uh, on the university grounds. Um, what was that? That was like manure meets rotting carcass. It was, and it was like a vortex that just existed in that little block, I guess. Yeah. Like it was totally fine. And they said, you're just this way. It was still fine. <laughs> they, just right around this corner. And like literally you cross the sidewalk and it went from smelling like a meadow to smelling like death. And then it was so bad. Death. I thought exactly. you ripped one in the car, but you didn't. Come on. Like it was so bad. And then as soon as you crossed the other side of the building, gone. But like in that little vortex was just like the worst. It's like when you cross the Canada-U.S. border driving and your data just, wango, dies right at that 49th parallel. Oh. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. It's like I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, is there somebody at the transmitter with a dial? Do you know what I mean? For how yeah. far the data range goes? That was the stink outside that barn, which fortunately there was a sign that said animal sciences, right? Yeah. That's, that's where we were. But I'm like, you're making me pay to park here? You should be paying me to park here. <laughs> you should be paying me, yeah. Uh, anyways... Trying to stay on topic today, whatever that topic is. Jeff in Winnipeg says, uh, Rod, looking great on the big screen at Landmark Cinemas this weekend. Well, that's the other thing. Do you want to tell people? Well, we have a deal with Landmark Cinemas. And uh, maybe if you guys want to throw the photos up, because you have them here. Before every movie, all across the prairies. What is it, a 15-second trailer? That's is? right. Put it on. Yeah, right there. <laughs> That's in the, was that in Winnipeg or where was that? That was in Regina. Okay. That was your, oh, that was Clark. Okay. Yeah. But it also airs in Winnipeg. It airs in Calgary, in in Calgary and some select locations around Alberta and Manitoba. Yeah. And, uh, so yes, it's pretty good. That was the, the Winnipeg ad. Yeah. All your Winnipeg talk in there. Right. We continue to infect people's minds across the prairies. Another topic on the table today, because we are the golden corral of sports talk, and what I mean by that is we have a little bit of everything. For whatever uh, suits your fancy here, the poll question today is, who's the week three manscape balls-out CFL player of the week? A couple of Edmonton Elks, Greg Ellingson or James Wilder Jr., Calgary rookie quarterback Jake Mayer, or Argos running back DJ Foster. And uh, Brady in Saskatoon has written this on the Prairie Mobile text line, and he says, hey, Rod, the balls out player of the week is James Wilder Jr. He not only did a phenomenal job throughout the game, but single-handedly closed out the game down the wire. Riders stayed dominant going into the bye. Fajardo got his corn dog. It would have been Kobe Bryant's 43rd birthday today. World will never forget the Black Mamba. Thank you, Brady, for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Did you know that it would be Kobe's uh, <laughs> from the 587? What area code's 587? Can you guys look that up? I think that's east. Just said riders suck from the 587. <laughs> it ain't Calgary, I don't think. It might be, but I'm pretty sure that's oh, maybe. 403, unless it's a new one. Ah, Calgary area. Thank you. Airdrie, Brooks. What else did you say? Camrose. Okay. Ah. All outside Calgary, they say riders suck. Well, here we go. And by the way, the news of the day is a COVID outbreak with the Canadian Football League's Edmonton Elks. And it's posed, caused the postponement of Thursday's game against the Toronto Argonauts. And that's the big news. And here we were through three weeks of getting games underway, played without a hitch. I don't really know how they're doing it because Darren knows who my contacts are and who the people are that are blowing up my phone multiple times daily. And it was a miracle that they got through three weeks without a COVID outbreak from what we've heard has been going on in the league. And then what I don't understand is Saturday, maybe 30 minutes after a moose hit the door of my car. I had two Ottawa football players come up to me on the street downtown of this city and we're just they wanted to know well one of them particularly why he'd never been invited back to be on our show and i'm like why why are we talking right now how are you not in a bubble how are we hugging here in the middle of a busy downtown street because i thought you guys were supposed to be under lock and key and they're like well we're we're vaccinated 
So there's very clearly two distinct sets of rules for vaccinated versus unvaccinated pro football players. And I don't really think that it's any different but in any league. But I wanted to make it very clear with our interview last hour with Dave Naylor from TSN that when we were in Montreal for the Stanley Cup final, those players and staff were under lock and key too. I don't think that Carey Price was walking around downtown Montreal fist-pounding people. Which, incidentally, I did with a member of the Rough Riders as well Saturday. So, I'm hoping you have the answers to all of these questions. I don't think you do. No, just what you said. There's different rules for vaccinated versus unvaccinated in the Canadian Football League. You know, in an an effort to continue to promote players to get vaccinated, you know, they're allowing the the ones who are double-vaxxed to be able to go out on the road, to be able to go out yes. for meals with other vaccinated players. them. Exactly. They can see family. They can do things on the road um, where the unvaccinated players can't. So it's completely your call. You don't need to get vaccinated, but the team can't risk you as a star player or a, or a player on the team, period, going out and, and getting COVID if you're, if you're not vaxxed. Wildest thing ever. Because, again... You know, we work pretty low, pretty closely with these leagues, and I guess you can't fire somebody for not getting vaccinated because I know of a lot of staff of some teams that are just refusing to get it done, and they still have a job. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't tell somebody to do this, but you can certainly, what should I say, make their life difficult, <laughs> right? Well, Fair? yeah. Like, look at if you had, I don't know, coming off ACL surgery, right? You can't come to the team paintballing event because yeah. we got to protect you. You're more at risk yeah. to getting hurt. If there's this, you know, COVID all around us and you're not vaccinated, I can't bring you out in the public because you have a greater risk of getting it and going to the hospital than these guys who have a vaccination. And I need you to play on Saturday and Sunday. So that's as an owner or a coach or a leader of a team, that's how you would handle it. You get right? it. Yeah, I get it. Um, Chris, I just happened to look up and saw this comment from Chris Fox. He says uh, he is from the lacrosse, the World Junior Lacrosse Championship that had us in Winnipeg. And he says, finally coming up for air after the World Juniors. Thanks again for coming to Winnipeg and looking forward to having you back next year. Oh, yeah. Are we ever? Hey, it's 11-11. Make a wish. 11-11-11, I might add. I think about that all the time that little sojourn out to Winnipeg and the jerseys that he gave us that are still sitting on your desk awaiting to be framed. Thank you, Chris. And I did see, if you follow the World Junior Lacrosse Championship on Twitter, they will be back in Winnipeg next year at Canada Life Center. So that's fantastic. And uh, while we're sitting here, Darren, I want to... Where the heck is it? I want to read something. I'm ringing the bell. We have a new sponsor starting today. It's Aurora Recovery Center. Aurora Recovery Center, let me start that again. Aurora Recovery Center is an addiction recovery center one hour north of Winnipeg in Gimli, Manitoba. Our premier addiction and mental health treatment center on the shores of Lake Winnipeg provides everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery. Our commitment to your recovery means we're with you every step of the way with ongoing personalized treatment. For addiction, substance use, and mental health disorders. We provide what you need when you need it for addiction treatment and sustainable recovery. I've been there. They're great friends of mine. And we really appreciate having them aboard Aurora Recovery Center in Gimli, Manitoba. As a matter of fact, when I went there for a visit and to speak to their members, I didn't want to leave because it's like a resort with a pool and yoga studio and horseback riding and a beach. And it's on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Darren. So for those that wonder why we've uh, become good friends with the people of Manitoba and all across this country, that's why. James and Borden, Manitoba, you guys should come for a Jets weekend. Maybe Jets bombers, same weekend. Well, I guess, what are we at? One week at a time? I already got a big trip planned next month that we're holding on to. Right, Moose? That's right. Not announcing it just yet, but I'm darn sure excited about it. We got to get out to Calgary, though. We got we to gotta mend some fences <sighs> yeah. in Calgary. Some work to do. 
<laughs> I got a little work what do, to do. What do I need to do? What do I need to do, Calgary? What do I need to do? And by the way, Nelson, can you guys put the comment up from Nelson uh, regarding the movie theaters? Something about every time Bo goes to a movie in Calgary, he's going to see your see my face yeah. on this. There it is. Now, when Bo goes to a pregame movie, he's got to see your mug. Good move. <clears throat> he's the marketing guy. What does the ad in the Calgary Theater say? Because I haven't even seen these ads. Um, what does it say? I have to check and see. You know the Winnipeg one. The Winnipeg one is, I, I, I remember that one very specifically. The Calgary one, I think, is a pretty generic one right now. But it probably could use uh, some of your love with Bo on there. I don't know if, but but we're very careful about the Calgary market because uh, it's it's very dicey. Like you can't go out swinging in Calgary with with your bow comments. Not a lot of love for bow, so we can't uh, we can't pull that clip, right? But <laughs> oh, I see what you well. You know what I mean? How about the one from when he broke his leg and I said it doesn't make me happy? How about pull that one? That's probably the one that we'd pull. How about that? A lot of people watching on the Game Plus TV network today because the Prairie Mobile text line is humming. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. You can reach us at 306-840-8777. The number's on the screen. Darren, this show today is fire. Oh, yeah. Rod... It's Rod here in Kelowna, B.C. Are you saying that football players do not have to be vaccinated to play in the CFL? Cancel football, he writes in all caps. They don't. What do you want me to say about that? I think we have, I don't know. I was forwarded the letters that the players got long before training camp. And it said, if you are fully vaccinated, you can look forward to living like this. If you are unvaccinated, that is your choice. This will be your life. You won't be able to leave the hotel room. You won't be able to have visitors. You won't be able to go home for the bye week. It was very clearly laid out for vaccinated and unvaccinated. Football, sorry to tell you, is a microcosm of life. You can't force these guys to get vaccinated if they don't want to. We've had players sitting in here, right in this building, a lot of them come through here, that were refusing to get vaccinated. That was their choice. And by the way, I'm watching them every weekend on television. Yeah. Right? So this COVID outbreak with the Edmonton Elks doesn't really surprise me at all. Uh, By the way, anonymous texter from the 604 Hey, Rod, I thought if a team had a large enough COVID outbreak that they would have forfeited the game and credited a loss. How come they have postponed this game? Do you want Randy Ambrosi's phone number, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League? Because why the hell am I being asked to answer this question? I don't know. We had the number one insider on last hour saying he doesn't know how many players were a part of this outbreak in Edmonton. He doesn't know what their vaccination percentage is on the team. So they've been going by the seat of their pants for three weeks and a month before that in training camp, and now here we are. This happened. Why would we be surprised? Announcements forthcoming, okay? Anyways, we'll be back with Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. 
That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. We welcome our U.S. viewers. We're on the Game Plus TV network. And, uh, hey, Monday Night Football makes his season debut tonight. Dun, 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 dun. 6 p.m. Mountain, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. We'll be tuning that one in, of course. We're going to talk some NFL now with our good friend Mo Egger, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati, and some Reds, too, if we can get Mo on the screen. How you doing, Mo? Oh, Rod, I'm doing great. How are you? 100%, my good friend. I understand, or it looks like, following your social media, you've had a wonderful summer down there in Ohio. Am I right? <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah, the weather has been great. It's really hot right now. The the Reds, though, are in the thick of a pennant race, which is a lot of fun. So that's kind of been the key to the whole thing. Led by Canada's finest athlete, Joey Votto. Uh, yeah. Only the second Canadian to hit that plateau in hits. How big a deal, Toronto kid, by the way, how big a deal is Joey Votto in uh, Reds, Reds lore, would you say? Well, he's he's one of their best players ever. And, and understand, this is a franchise. Chances are you and most of your your uh, your audience knows, you know, Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, Barry Larkin, Tony Perez, all those great players from those iconic teams of the 70s. This is not a franchise shy on greats. But Joey Votto's in the conversation. He is their best homegrown product since Barry Larkin, maybe even including Barry Larkin. But I, I think the thing that's been fun about him this year is, you know, if you go back 2018, 19, and 20, we had gone through a decline phase with Joey Votto. He's going to turn 38 years old here in a couple of weeks, and so that's kind of to be expected, but we spent a lot of time this offseason wondering, you know, for a guy who's got three more years on his current contract, what kind of player are we going to be talking about here? Uh, are the skills going to continue to erode? And let's face it, he's a guy making $25 million per year. He's got a contract that's almost immovable. Are they stuck with a past-its-prime Joey Votto? And what we've seen is uh, he's altered his approach at the plate. He's being more aggressive. He's swinging for the fences. That approach has worked. He's put together a resurgence season. I think he has won over some holdovers who used to not really like his approach. I think he has solidified his Hall of Fame case. But the really cool part is he's doing it in the context of what's been a good red season because some of his best years were wasted on 90 lost teams, and that's not been the case this year. Darren Moose DuPont has joined the bunker for this segment because he wants to get in on the NFL talk. So we, 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 where do you want to start, Mo? Uh, the most recent game of 17-13 loss to Washington. And you're looking at me like you're surprised. But you're just enjoying no, the chat. That's what, right. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm trying to make sure my hat's on straight. You know, i <laughs> I got to make sure I'm, I, I, I look the part. I want to be invited back. Oh, well, you are invited back. And I love the fact that we've made such great friends. After your producer yes. found you, uh, and 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 uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, the, the, <laughs> the Bengals. What's the outlook, Mo? Really? I, I think this team has a chance to be okay. And and let's face it, okay is a substantial improvement from awful, which is what they have been for for the last couple of years. Um, They've made a number of changes on defense. The offensive line is a huge question mark. I, I think they have a chance to have a really good trio of wide receivers. But let's be honest, this team is going to this team this year is going to go as far as Joe Burrow can take them. And, and the good news is physically he's fine. Uh, we, as you and I talk right now on Monday afternoon, we don't know if he's going to play their last preseason game on Sunday. Uh, I, 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 I tend to think that there's a decent chance that he gets out there for at least a series. But uh, physically he's fine. Early in camp, he acknowledged he was going through some mental things just coming back from the injury that he said he, that he, said he had to get through. Uh, it feels like he's gotten past those. Uh, at least he has said that he has gotten past all of that. And so if he's on the field for 17 games and he makes a significant leap in year two, this team's going to be pretty competitive. If he's injured or uh, if he doesn't progress the way they hope, you know, uh, then then this team could be in trouble. Um I, I I am, though, really excited about what Joe Burrow can do, especially given the wide receivers that he has. And I think so far here during the preseason, for the most part, you have to be pretty encouraged by 
the way the offensive line has performed, I think they're going to be fine at the tackle positions. And on defense, you know, you're you're going to see a lot of guys this year, if you really haven't followed the Bengals closely, that when you watch them, you go, wait a minute, that guy's on the Bengals now? Or, oh, that dude is still in the NFL? Um, I don't know what all that is going to add up to once the real games start, but the defense so far here in the preseason, I think has shown some pretty encouraging signs. That's why we've got you on, Mo, is as our Bengals insider, because around here, it's a lot of Vikings, Packers, Cowboys, and then sprinkled everybody else. But there aren't a ton of Bengals fans, to be honest with you. And I want to get your take on the way NFL head coaches are approaching this year with regards to playing their quarterbacks. Dak Prescott's been hurt in Dallas with my Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to see the field at all in Green Bay. In New England, they're trying to decide who's their number one. Like, you guys know who your number one's going to be. How have the Bengals handled mm-hmm. playing time here in the preseason for their vets? Um, you know, I think that's going to be something that's interesting to follow as we move forward because the preseason is now shorter than it used to be, right? Where typically the third game was the, quote, dress rehearsal, and then the fourth game, you didn't play anybody. Well, we don't have that fourth game anymore. So I, I think moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see how how teams handle such a thing. Um, from a Bengals perspective, with the exception of Joe Burrow, all of the main guys have played. Now, understand something about this team. Aside from the right guard position, there really aren't a whole lot of um, jobs up for grabs. The, the, the team, the roster, for the most part, is pretty much set. Now, you know, they've got to figure out some stuff. You know, who's going to be the sixth wide receiver? Who's going to be the punt returner? Who's going to occupy backup roles? But most of that stuff for this team has has been settled. Th- they also don't have a lot of guys who are long in the tooth. You know, they don't have a they don't have many guys who are in their eighth, ninth, or tenth seasons in the league where you know what they are, and all you're trying to do is get them to week one. Their best players, in many respects, are still in their rookie contracts. Many of them are, are in a, at least what is what is what are supposed to be the primes of their careers. And so, you know, if if you've got a team that's heavy on veterans, we we saw the Bengals back when they had guys like Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and Andy Dalton and AJ Green, where it might have made less sense to play any of those guys in the preseason. They have a lot of guys who are still pretty early in their NFL careers who are important to this team, and they have a lot of guys. You know, Joe Mixon would be on this list. Players. Who who are coming off uh, injuries. I think it'll be interesting to see how Zach Taylor's approach evolves because remember, uh, he was with the LA Rams, Sean McVay, the year they went to the Super Bowl, he didn't play anybody of consequence in the preseason, certainly on offense. He didn't play anybody. I tend to think that moving forward, you're going to see more of a philosophy in line with that uh, as the Bengals get older, hopefully as the Bengals get more established. But right now, there just aren't enough completely established players or, you know, old school, old veteran players that you're going to sit out many of the main guys. Again, the question for Sunday when they play Miami is, do they play Joe Burrow? Uh, Joe has said he wants to play in the preseason. I don't think the Bengals want him to play in the preseason as a general rule, but he is coming off an injury. He has said he would like to get some snaps. He'd like to you know, just face a live defense and escape from the pocket and maybe even get hit, although I don't even want to think about that. Uh, and so to me, you, you have to go to Joe Burrow and say, do you want to play? If the answer is yes, okay, do you need to play in order to be where we want you on September the 12th when they start the season? And if the answers to those questions are yes, then I would play him, and I think the Bengals will as well. I think if he comes to them and says, I'm good, I don't need to go out there, I, I I would I would tend to think that they would they would keep him on the bench. My guess is he is going to want to be out there. He's going to say it will be beneficial for him to be out there and so on Sunday when they play Miami, he'll play for at least a short while. Hey Mo, where are we at on Jamar Chase right now? Because I know the expectations are through the roof, right? We're all in love with that 2019 LSU season, him and, and Joe Burrow, but preseason hasn't gone that well. Where are we at right now on on the uh, receiver? Not had a good camp uh, and, and not had a good preseason, I think, more than not having a good camp. Uh, if, if for anybody who saw the game on Friday night, you saw a guy who on three consecutive drives dropped passes. And that's been kind of a theme here. Um, early in camp, uh, by, by, by all accounts, he was struggling to get open. And again, he didn't play college football last year. So uh, you, could, you could understand there being some rust. That improved, but... Then he was having a hard time hanging on to the football. And that came to the forefront on Friday night against Washington. Is that a long-term concern? My guess is no. But for a team that's got to hit the ground running, 
because the easier portion of their schedule is early in the season. I think you're being fair if you're wondering how huge is his role going to be in the offense if he can't hang on to the ball? Is there a lack of confidence in him? I tend to think between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the answer is going to be no, because those two played with each other at LSU and they have such a good relationship. But yeah, look, I, I, I've seen how drops can, can really impact a, a rookie wide receiver's season. I saw it with John Ross. Uh, I, think, I think the Bengals coaching staff is going to have a pretty long leash when it comes to Jamar Chase. But if, if you're judging what you're seeing and you're trying to apply that to week one, maybe not his entire career, if you're judging what you're watching, which on Friday was three drops over three straight series, and you're trying to figure out how that's going to impact the team when, when the season begins in a couple of weeks, I think you're being fair if, if you're a little uneasy about his role in the offense. The talent is there. Uh, he has said and done all the right things. I think they are still completely on board with the idea that he, over the course of his career, is going to give this team a lot of explosiveness. But you can't give a team those things if you can't hang on to the ball. And so that's got to be rectifi- rectified before any of, other, any of that other stuff can happen. From Nelson on Facebook, he says, Thursday night, September 30th, Bengals versus Jaguars. Mark it down on the calendar. The loser gets first overall pick. Yeesh. That's not a real rosy outlook going into the season for the Jags nor (laughs) Bengals. But can you talk about that division, Mo, that the Bengals are in? Like, who are they going to get ahead of in that division to make some hay this year? They're not as good as Cleveland or Baltimore. I think most would agree with that. I I think the the team they have a chance to leapfrog is Pittsburgh. Um, Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably still going to be very good defensively. They have a head coach who's never had a losing season. I guess the question for me is, can Ben Roethlisberger get through 17 games? And by the end of the year, what kind of quarterback are we talking about? Because... Watching him at the end of the season, which included a loss to the Bengals on Monday Night Football, that was painful. Uh, he, he, he was a shell of himself. Um, that doesn't mean that he can't still have productive games and big moments. But I, I don't know if I'm a Pittsburgh fan that, that I, I trust the quarterback situation right now to get me through a full season in this division. So I think the Bengals and Steelers are going to fight it out for third place. Um, I think you're being fair if from a Cincinnati perspective you say, you know what, I, I can't exactly I can't exactly put my money, if you will, on a team that's won six games over two seasons that has an unproven head coach and all of the questions that this team has on defense and on the offensive line. I also think you can view Joe Burrow as possibly the best quarterback in this division. Maybe not right now, but but possibly by the end of the season. I think you're being fair if you look at the, the quarterback situation in Cincinnati and you feel like it's a little bit more favorable than the one in Pittsburgh. Uh, where, where do you side here? Do you side with the Steelers and the history of their coach and their ability to get after the, the quarterback and the, the, the quarterback's Hall of Fame pedigree? Or do you side with Cincinnati and go, you know what, the upside for their quarterback is – so much higher, it's going to supersede everything that's unproven about that franchise. Bengals fans, myself included, tend to think Cincinnati does have a better chance to beat Pittsburgh, but I do understand the point of view with this team. Um, I don't know who the difference makers are going to be on defense. I don't know that you can fully trust this offensive line. We don't know if Zach Taylor is a good coach. Uh, and, And let's face it, they've won six games over two seasons. And so if you look at the Bengals and go, I need to see some progress before I really believe this team is going to pull itself out of the bottom of the NFL, I totally understand that. Wonderful analysis. And I notice... I spy with my little eye. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that about anything that's come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, write it down. Monday, August 23rd. I noticed the New York Knickerbockers lid that you have on, Mo. How many days yeah. out of the week do you wear New York Knicks swag? So, often, I'm a diehard. And, I mean, you, you talk about a, like a lousy hand in life that I was dealt. I grew up a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And I grew up a New York Knicks fan. Now, the Knicks, you know, went to the finals when I was a kid and all that stuff. But I am I am one of two documented New York Knicks fans here in the uh, greater Cincinnati area. So pretty frequently because and, and Rod, you can maybe you can maybe identify with this. The, the great thing about rooting for the, we, we don't have an NBA team here. The great thing about rooting for the Knicks is I don't have to have a take. I don't have to have an I can just watch the damn games and uh, spout off about them, and then the, the, the PR director of the team's not going to get mad at me, which is not as much the case with the Reds and Bengals. Uh, I think of you often 
and the cauldron that you're likely in as the talk show host in that town analyzing those teams. And yes, it's nice to just be a fan. I just thought you might yes. have been from the New York area originally, and that's why you're a Knicks fan, but you're not, hey? No, well, we'll see, here's, this is more information than you or your audience want to know about me. I, I was born in northern Kentucky, right across the river here. And then when I was a kid, we, we moved to New Jersey for a while, and then we, we moved back. And so uh, my dad was a Reds fan, so I was a Reds fan. And my dad was a Bengals fan, so I was a Bengals fan. And my, my dad was a University of Kentucky basketball fan. And because every son has to spite their father somehow, I became a University of Cincinnati basketball fan. But he took me to a Knicks game when I was 10 years old and I was hooked and then we moved back and I'm like, there's no NBA team here. So, and I wasn't going to root for the Pacers who are like a hundred miles away. So I, I stuck with the Knicks and I've, I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life and that might be at the very, very top of the list. <laughs> you might want to rethink that one, Mo. There's still by time. The, by the way, the, the last time I was on your show, uh, I, I came on, I think it was in April or May and I was in my home office and I had a, my backdrop. Now it looks like I'm in a prison. Yes, I it mean, does. It, it looks like somebody's about to serve like bread and water through it. I mean, look at this. Yeah, it's a main. This is, this is. It's a mainstream radio station, right? Mainstream media radio station. Uh, so I am in a back studio. They're redoing our studios, so it, it, everything's like. An, I, I'm I'm surprised I'm not wearing a hard hat. Uh, uh, this is the place where there was the least amount of junk in the background. But I mean, there there are there are hostage videos that are more aesthetically pleasing than than this. So here we are. When do you get your hour in the yard, Mo? <laughs> we're, we're all going to go kick a hacky sack around for an hour before before we have <laughs> right. to report to the mess hall. Yeah. All right, Mo, keep in touch, my man. Keep on keeping on. Love having you on. Thanks, bud. All right, Rod. I enjoyed being with you. Thanks for having me. As always, Mo Agger from ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati. Moose, you want to start viewer takeover the rest of the way? Let's do it. On this great day. Oh, yeah. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, which airs all across the great state of Ohio, the three C's, Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Toledo on the Buckeye Cable System. Plus live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Come on in, Moose. Come on in. Did you make more coffee or are you just. Water. Ah, water. You can never have it. What does Tom Brady say? You never turn down a glass of water. Seems to work for Can him. Can I get you a water, sir? Would you like a glass of water? Always say yes. Uh, let's do a quick sports update. Here's what's going on. The Toronto Blue Jays say those wishing to enter Rogers Center will be required to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test starting September 13th. The added health and safety protocols will be in effect for Toronto's final 12 home games of the regular season. Jays home to the Chicago White Sox tonight. Miguel Cabrera and the Detroit Tigers get a day off to savor the slugger, becoming the 28th player in Major League history to hit 500 home runs. The 38-year-old Cabrera connected in a game yesterday at Toronto off lefty Stephen Motts. And if I'm right, he's the first non-U.S.-born player to hit 500-plus home runs. Can you believe that? First non-U.S. born player. Wow. Somebody correct me if that's wrong, but I heard that today. Uh, The Canadian... What the heck? Where did it go? Here it is. The Canadian Football League is postponing a game this week between the Elks and Toronto due to an unspecified number of COVID-positive tests among Edmonton players. The league says Edmonton's players, coaches, and staff are subject to enhanced testing and isolation. There is no date yet for the rescheduled match. The Elks are expected to update the team's situation today. The Women's World Hockey Championship continues today in Calgary. Denmark faces Germany this afternoon, followed by a game between Japan and the Czech Republic. Canada returns to action Tuesday against Switzerland. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. Visit today. Your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, 
RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Here's one, Moose. I got to read this. Okay. You probably saw it. Email that came in at rodpeterson.com. Dear Rod, thank you for your work in addiction recovery. Thank you for reaching out to others to share your personal story and to help them on the road to recovery. I hope this message of love and hope will bless you in these difficult times that we face. May you, your family, and associates know the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to save us all from our sins. God loves you. May the Lord Jesus surround you with his perfect peace, love, mercy, and acceptance as you turn your whole life over to him. How about that? How about that? Very nice. Yeah, good thoughts. Good I, was, I thought it was going to say Cody Fajardo at the bottom. <laughs> uh, where do we go from here, caller? Uh, Tacone, uh, Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg writes in and says, Rod, uh, I think there are five or six non-USA-born players with 500 home runs. I would think. Well, what do they say? We, what, how many things do we get crammed into our head on a daily basis? Like 10,000? Sammy Sosa, probably, my guess. Where's Sammy from? I'm just going to look. Isn't he a Cuban? He's um, Cuban, says producer I, Clark. Yeah. Okay, then I misheard. Forgive me. What else you got? You're oh, no, these are, uh, yeah, these are all Americans, except for, well, Sosa's on there. Um, yeah, I'd have to go through this list. Manny Ramirez, I don't think. I thought I saw it on uh, ESPN this morning. What else? Are we going to look behind or look ahead? What are we going to do? Or just talk about today and focus on today and Monday night football tonight. Are you betting on NFL preseason games? Not a chance. I never have. I never will. I mean, if if it was a choice between that and the roulette table, I might bet on NFL preseason. But no chance. No chance. Um, I will start betting in probably. I, I often don't even bet week one of the NFL season because you just don't know what's going to happen, right? Um, but I will. I'll bet on week one. Um, but yeah, no chance. But it'll be fun to watch Monday Night Football. Uh, 6 p.m. tonight, Jacksonville, New Orleans. And, and uh, man, who's on the crew tonight? My God. They uh, blew Joe Tescator out of there. Is Booger McFarland still on? I don't think he is. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. But, man, watch your back in this business. Well, Don't get comfortable. I guess tonight we'll see what, um, what Sean Payton does with his quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, um, Taysom Hill. We're not sure who the number one guy is in New Orleans. So there's that to think about when you're watching the game tonight. There's always storylines. There's always storylines. And that would probably be the biggest. I think in Jacksonville, you know, we're locked into what they're going to do. Um, and they're not going to be very good or they shouldn't be. But, yeah, New Orleans can still be really good. Jameis Winston, when he was in Tampa and last time he was a starter, he threw, what, over 30 touchdowns. But he also threw 30 interceptions. So he's got some work to do. Um, but he's very capable. And we saw what Taysom Hill can do. So. That's, the, that's probably the biggest storyline. Your defense is still good. Alvin Kamara is still there. Hey, I saw this this morning. Yeah. The game will kick off at Caesars Superdome. Did you know Caesars is sponsoring the Dome in New Orleans now? Are we talking Little Caesars or Caesar Caesars? Well, I was thinking Mott's Clamato Caesars or <laughs> Vegas Caesars. I guess we'll find found out tonight. We got to tune in to watch it. Yeah, is this going to be yeah, the- Caesar's Superdome? And is this even new? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm behind the times on that, which is highly possible. I thought it was well, it was the Mercedes Superdome, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. So I but believe this is new. We need to get this bunker sponsored. How about the Caesar's Bunker? Or, hey, we might clearly, have to call clearly Mercedes isn't spending their money on the Superdome anymore. How about the Mercedes bunker? We might need to change it from bunker to something else yeah. eventually to, for, Mercedes, for it to hit the brand of Mercedes bunkers. We'll be right back with overtime, okay? Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We are in the Mercedes bunker. (laughs) Got a a ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, Here on Overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. Uh, Viewers are writing in with their suggestions for sponsorship names for the bunker. Uh, Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, I thought it was the RP Pizza Pops bunker. That would probably be the only sponsor that I would be okay with being paid in product. Pizza Pops. Yeah. um, 7-Eleven was all over us when we did the Slurpee Day. Yeah, why didn't we get jump on that? Um, There's a few. There's a few. I'll acknowledge this, but not spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Nick Volpe passing away. What was the age Chris Bird in Toronto? Nick Volpe played for the Argos from 1949 to 1952. Has been influential with the Argonauts for decades. I want to acknowledge and pass along condolences to the Volpe family. This has just been an, an horrific three-day stretch for sports with people losing their lives. Nick, at least, um, yeah, it's never a good time to pass away, but that guy's had a solid life. I, I don't know his exact age. He's definitely in his 80s. Talk about a Mr. Argo. But those three teenage hockey players in uh, Surrey, B.C. on the weekend, my God, there's no words. Mm-hmm. With the Monday night uh, football returning to the broadcast airwaves tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain, Jaguars at Saints. And by the way, I have to do a podcast tonight interview with our boy Jamie out in Halifax area on hockey. They want to know why I have the Leafs picked to be fourth in the Atlantic Division this year. We're going to talk hockey tonight, which is going to be great. But it be Trevor Lawrence tonight, Gardner Minshew. And you mentioned the Saints storylines. We won't be watching Tim Tebow because they tied a can to him last week. But have you noticed the uh, football guy Cooper in Mississippi wrote in regarding Glenn Souter, the number one color commentator on TSN broadcast, and said, nobody will ever beat Glenn Souter. You know that, Rod. Yeah, I love Souter. Enjoyed his commentary of Saturday's Saskatchewan broadcast while I watched from home. But I notice fans like to talk about the broadcasters absolutely just as much as the players. We should be posting some come on official odds with our official betting partner, who the broadcast teams will be for CFL broadcasts every week, all four. I don't know. Until I so- no, we don't the know. So we turn it on. Yeah. And, uh, we got lots of time this week to get into what this week's games are. But can I say this? Is it too much to ask? Four crews, four games. The refs do it. And God knows they have enough guys sitting there at TSN that could do it. Four play-by-play guys, four color guys, four sideline reporters. Let's go. Is that not too, is that not too, is that too much to ask? Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain. They have four play-by-play guys, but only two analysts mm-hmm. that do the games. I mean, Dunnigan would be a third one, but they're not using him yet if they're planning on using him throughout the year. It's just been Glenn Suter and Dwayne Ford hitting the games. And for the most part, the Suits is packing on the air miles. Guys. He's packing on the miles. Two color guys. And we ran into Glenn Suter in the hotel lobby in Winnipeg. And while he looked great, because he always does, I don't think he wants to be doing three games a week. I mean, come on. What are you doing, TSN? Give mm-hmm. the guy a break. Well, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan's right. He says, he says, I guess it comes down to money, Rod. Yeah, being cheap. Let's wear our people under the ground because they're lucky to have jobs. And thank you, Mick, watching in Toledo right now, who is, here's, he's just clarified it. Miguel Cabrera's the first Venezuelan-born ball player to hit 500 home runs. Somewhere in this muddled cranium, I took it to mean he was the first non-U.S.-born player. I flipped that wrong, hey? Way to go, Miguel. By the way, I don't know why this just popped into my head. You see Asante Samuels Jr. had a pick last night for the Chargers. Yeah. Just some, this next generation 
of athletes is a maybe you're not old enough to remember their dads. Oh, I was. <laughs> Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Asante Samuels was the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Patriots too, as Clark has pointed out. Yeah. Uh, somebody was asking where the Monday Night Football game. Monte has asked, where can I find the broadcast tonight? TSN will have it. TSN will have it. Man, we covered a lot here today. Hey, the general in Calgary says, hey, Rod, when are you going to get Blake Coleman on your show for some Calgary support? That's a how, great question. Let's get him let's on. Let's do that. CFL players that? a little different than NHL players. I will probably take a long time to forget Saturday afternoon here in this city when two Ottawa players from a block away Oh, look at this guy. They're yelling at me as I'm having an Italian star deli sandwich. Nationwide famous, which reminds me. Kids setting up uh, the table. Did I tell you this? Table and chairs out front of the Italian star deli. I said, you are the clone of your dad. The clone of your dad, Carlo. The ponytail was a giveaway. And he goes, well, I have a hairy chest just like my mom. (laughs) He says, I have my mom's hairy chest. I think they fell asleep back here. Okay, guys. Tomorrow, Dennis Bayak, the TV voice of the Winnipeg Jets. Arash Madani from Rogers Sportsnet. Thanks today to Mo Agger and Dave Naylor, and thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great 24 hours, everybody. See you tomorrow on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.